This episode is brought to you by Mark Walters Media, bringing you the hottest video content from Chicago's premier Southside artists and the best in live music. Mark Walters Media provides the highest quality in music videos, your events video coverage, and the content you need to build your brand on social media. Be sure to follow Mark Walters Media on Instagram at Mark Walters Media and on Twitter at underscore Mark Walters underscore to stay in tune with the best of Chicago's entertainment. Yeah, I'm, I'm. Let's be real. I'm the asshole of the podcast. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> but at, at least my my hot takes are educated, right? My hot takes need no education. They stand up by themselves. You don't need no <laughs> education. Oh, yeah. Are we going to talk about stuff or what? Yeah. Why not? All right. So we were just, uh, we just went out on a little vacay. I got a Saturday off, which is uncommon. I loved it. Yeah, we hit up. Great. Well, you loved it because we went where? We went to the 815, baby. Represent Rockford, <laughs> Illinois. We got to do a little exploring. Yes, it was exploring. I so tell everybody what you got to witness. So we went to Prairie Street Brewery. Okay, so first of all, what I witnessed was cornfields for days. Well, on Holy I-90. Holy Almost goodness. every major highway in America runs through cornfields. Yeah, but anyway, nonetheless, once we got to Rockford. Just going to click on this button on the computer because that looks alarming. We're fine. We're fine. We are still running. See, this is why we need fact check, actually. <laughs> We have no idea what's going on. Okay, so we're f- going through cornfields, right? Um, then we show up to what uh, Steve says is the outskirts of Rockford, still cornfields. Uh, South end of Rockford, yeah, which and then you we think is still cornfields. Yeah. But, I mean, then there are some a lot of corn and soybean fields yeah. out there, like Kirkland and those little towns. Uh-huh. Where my aunt and uncle live. Uh-huh. So anyway, we, uh, we roll through that. We hit up Beefaroo, baby. Yes, that's our first stop. We hit up the great establishment at Beefaroo. So, got myself a roast beef, get a little jalapenos on there. So, because you had a, a couple food experiences here, yep. right, I'm going to ask you, scale of 1 to 10 here. So, the roast beef, you can rate each item that you had, actually. Go for um, it. All right. From Ooh. Beefaroo. Yeah, so Beefaroo roast beef. I'm gonna give that a I'm gonna give that a solid eight. Okay. Wow. No, eight point five. Let's up it. Let's wow. Up it. it was tasty. There we go. It was tasty. Yeah. Honestly. Um you And you know, added hot peppers. Jalapenos. I added jalapenos, and that was the way to go. Honestly, like I think could have gone with some jarred, but they don't offer that. Yeah. And guys, it's not a Italian beef. It's nothing like it. No, no. It's a roast it's literally a roast beef sandwich. Very different. Very different. Not think, what I think of like Arby's, but way better. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's that's spot on. Okay, so the next spot we hit was. Well, what about the fries? What about the shake? Okay, my God. I'm okay. sorry. I just really want to get the whole. Right, the fries were high. The fries were high. You would rather have a roast beef. So if you were to order one thing off the menu again, it would be a roast beef. Roast beef, hundred percent. Wow. Fries are alright. Reason being, I don't like thin fries. Okay. Those are thin ass fries. They are thin. The There's seasoning no, salt. So you had to grab like seven of them to get a good seasoning salt though. Yeah, the seasoning salt did hit the spot. Yeah. No lie. If I, okay, so uh, Prairie Street Brewery was next. Yes, we went to Prairie Street Brew House. They had a really good peach wheat beer. I'm not usually it was not bad for a, a guy who hates guy. fruit beer. Yeah, it's not so bad. you hate fruit beer. And I hate like, fruit beer, bad. and it was drinkable. Yeah, totally a drinkable beer. Um, and uh, <laughs> there was like another beverage on there that uh, I did not appreciate. Oh, we're gonna get to that one. Yeah, we'll get there later. All right. Uh, but Parachute Brewing, awesome location. That's the thing. The awesome location. How would you rate the beer? The beer. You can be uh, honest. Be honest. Go right ahead. I won't be hurt. It's it's below par. Let's be wow. real. Wow. So it's, like, would you say like five out of ten? I would say like, I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of halves. So I'm I'm at a four and a half. So not, not too wow. happy about those beers. That's impressively But low. that peach wheat, but I would drink that. I would buy that peach wheat. Okay. If I saw it in a store, I'd buy that peach wheat. They but on the whole, the rest of the beers kind of sucked. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. So the Redeemer I'm, was I the told you wheat. I'm not hurt when it comes to Prairie Street. Yeah, Prairie Street. Beer. But I mean, I would literally, I would go there again to just drink uh, peach wheat and sit on their, like, patio. Yeah. Because that's a, the, we were up in the, like, Upper area in the brew house that, in in the the brew brew house, that was brew nice, yeah. and then we, we didn't get a chance to go down. So I want to get down there on a nice summer day. Um, that yeah. would be dope. Absolutely, we can do that again with a, with a crew. We got to get a crew food, out there. The food there isn't bad either. Food, yeah, we didn't get a chance to taste that because we were just still fresh on that beef roux high. You already um, know. 
Okay, so the next we hit up uh, Carlisle. Carlisle Brewery. Carlisle Brewery. So we were just going from food to beer to beer, and <laughs> we just wouldn't stop. Absolutely. So That's the way to do Rockford, though, folks. If you're, <laughs> I mean, it's not, now, mind you, it's not Chicago, but it, it it's not bad. It's not bad food, and it's not bad beer. Bias. Okay, but. <laughs> All right, so give us your analysis here of Carlisle. Mr. So who Carlisle, didn't even want to stop in for beers. No, I didn't even really want to stop because I was like, I was You were full. like, your stomach's full so and you didn't full. want to have any of the beer. No, I, I made you like, try. Yeah, and you were like, no, you got to try this. I was like, ah, fine. I'll get a five ounce, a couple of five ounces from you, from these guys. And I did the. Um, the first you started with. I did a Juan Moore, which, which was is, a Mexican locker. Yeah, and that was good. I mean, it's not like the thing is, it's a Mexican lager, so it's not gonna have too much flavor because it's just a lager. Mm-hmm. So whatever, but it was good. Yeah, it was good. But then, uh, your boy got a vanilla cream. You made you try the vanilla cream ale. Oh my god, like candy cream soda beer. Oh, it was cream soda beer, but like, it sounds weird, but it was so mfing good. Yeah, holy. It's refreshing, but also tasty. Yeah, seriously. That's spot on right there. Refreshing and tasty. Refreshing like a beer, tasty like a cream soda. So stinking good. And then um, we also had the You the also red. tried the Irish red. The Irish red. And that was good. It's a good solid all-day drinking good beer. Good beer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I could drink that in the summer. I could drink that in the winter. I could drink it in the spring. I can drink it in the fall. I don't care. That's a good beer. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So Carlisle was a hit. Mind you, I would have rather gone there first because we could have drank. I could have drank more. I had already had like a yeah. full pint and a, and a flight, and and then I did, you know, those two. Anyway, so we hit up Carlisle. Carlisle was a hit. Okay, so you rated the beer four out of ten at Prairie Street. What would you rate Carlisle's beer? First of all, I rated the beer four at point five out 4. of ten. Four point five out of ten. Pardon at me. Carlisle, we're going with, uh, you know, maybe maybe an eight. Okay, we're, we're sitting under Beef Roos Roast Beef though. Okay. To be clear. Solid 8 out of 10 for Carlisle Brewery. So that was good. Uh, then we're just flipping, it, flipping the script. We went and uh, uh, tagged a couple places in, uh, in 815. Yeah. Reminds me, I still got to post my picture. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to, be, to be clear, though, we weren't breaking the law. We were not breaking the law. Breaking the law. Public graffiti. Yeah, it was. And it's legal. It's legal. In Rockford. In Rockford. So that was uh, why we wanted to do it. But there's a specific spot. Aldine Dam. Yeah. The Aldine Park Dam. So you have to go there to do it legally, obviously. It's on the east side. But um, we went there, had a good time, took some photos, dropped some tags. Mm-hmm. You actually went up there and you put, like, a solid tag right away. I thought, like, since we have no experience doing oh, yeah, so no. as, like... No, yeah, <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm a terrible artist. But my socks logo is not that bad, and we'll yeah, let you, people you, we'll let people be the judge of that later, too. True, true. We'll put, we'll put a photo out there of that. Oh, for sure. Because that looked good. And then, uh, so that was fun. We needed a little time to digest, too, yeah. to be frank. I uh, could have kept going, but. Oh, yeah, because you're just an endless hole, a black, well, black hole. It's just beer. A pit. Yeah. Pit of beer. A pit of beer. And sorrow. That's really <laughs> oh, my God. life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Just got dark real quick. So, anyway, we had a good time coming up. We went to, um, oh, man. What was even the name of it? It was it was the diviest bar we went to. We went to Oasis. Oasis, is the name of it. Okay. It's across from it's oh. the Oasis, by the way, too. It's not just oh, Oasis. I'm sorry. I think it's called the Oasis. The Oasis. The Oasis. And it really is an Oasis. It is. It um. So it's a it's a bar. It doesn't have any TV. Just some dark. There was Quixote. like a TV in the corner. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think it ever is on though. It wasn't on no. the first time I went there either. No, before it was. Uh, it looked broken as I'll get up. <laughs> it was a tube TV. Let's put it that way. It was a tube True, TV. True, it was a tube TV in big, like, like the big, upper big corner big of the place. Tube TV that clearly was non-functional. But um, so we went there. There was literally like just artwork behind the bar, a bunch of taps, and a lot of brews. Uh, and yep. I got a beer that was not good. It was a b- brandy wine or something like uh, that. Barley wine. Barley right wine. It was a. It was a. I, I got it because it was the cheapest beer. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, all right, that sounds good. It was two fifty um, for for a mug. It's like a fourteen ounce mug. Yeah, and it sucked. I mean, maybe it's drinkable. I just, it was drinkable for maybe me. Maybe I don't like brandy wines. No, but, uh, barley wine. That sucker. Whatever. Bar- barley it was, wine. That sucker got like a four. Yeah. It was no, no, no. Good. We're dropping down to three. That that was a three out of ten. Well, yeah. 
So that wasn't a local beer. Either, yeah, no, was it wasn't. It's was nobody's Great fault. Lakes brewery or something. Nobody's fault. Um, I'm not gonna call out the brewery because I actually like that brewery uh, and other stuff that they did. So I don't want to put a bad rep out there for them. Sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Know what I'm saying. North Shot Town represent. Um, but what's next? We went to. Oh yeah. So we had a we had a healthy buzz at this point, yes, Steve? Yeah, for sure. We had a healthy buzz, most definitely. I mean, we had a couple beers beyond that too. Yeah, at Oasis, at Oasis we had. A, yeah, I had a couple. I had yeah. a couple beers at Oasis. So um, then we head over across the street to Uncle Nick's. Uncle Nick's, baby. <laughs> now, if you're ever in Rockford, Uncle Nick's, you've got especially if you've been drinking. Yeah, that's in that's the that's the key. You you don't go to Uncle Nick's just go to Uncle Nick's. Like you've been drinking downtown. Yes, you go to Uncle Nick's. And if you go to Oasis, they deliver, actually. They yeah. deliver to Oasis. Well, it deliver. They go across. They walk yes. across the street. Oh, somebody from Oasis <laughs> walks across the street <laughs> and gets the shit for you. It's wonderful. So that's uh, that was a major key. We went over there, and uh, we got... Uh, we, us two. Both you and I got Euros. We got a Euro. Um, and that sucker's baptized in tajiki sauce. I love it. Like, you think about the regular amount of tajiki sauce, double it. And then add a little more. That's how much tajiki sauce Some they put onions on onions in there, too. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Now, you were a little disappointed there were no tomatoes. Yeah, I, I like I a little tomato in my in my euro. Yeah, no. I onions, do. meat. I do. But that meat, like, I think their secret to keeping the meat moist is just like, you know, it doesn't matter how dry the batch comes out. They're just going to just drench it in that tajiki. Which, honestly, dank. So good. It was really good. Really good. I mean, like, hey, maybe if I was sober, it wouldn't have been quality, but... But that's the key with Uncle Nick's. Yeah. I mean, I've never had Uncle Nick's sober. All right, so we're dropping it uh, in a solid 7 seven out of 10. 7 out of 10 for the Euro. Yeah, I so mean, So the like, best thing you ate that day... Beefaroo. ...was the beefaroo roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Wow. I almost regret getting the chicken strips that day. Yeah, you should not have gotten chicken strips. Yeah, I just hadn't had chicken... You I were ordered off order the kids chicken menu. strip from anywhere. In the longest time. Well, you're literally out here. You know why you haven't had chicken strips in a long because time? Because I'm 24 years old. Yeah. have grown up a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Not a lot. No, not a lot. <laughs> Let's be real. I think, I think my body sometimes when I wake up in the morning tells me I'm 40. <laughs> and then by the time I'm done working with children all day, my, yes. m- my mind tells me I'm 12. <laughs> so You're like, I could go out there and do that. Middle school like, teaching wake is, up a, later. is a mother effort. Yes. Um, that being said, though, I woke up this morning and my my lower back felt like somebody had been kicking it all night. Mind you, well, mind you, you also my wife sleep may with your wife, so <laughs> she may have been kicking her back all <laughs> she night. Did, she told me that I was snoring last night, so maybe she was. And there you go. Kicking me. <laughs> and I bet that might be the Let kicker. Me, yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Wow. There you have yeah, it. That's so bad. Okay, but... From a slightly less shanty Northside apartment, this is the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your host, Drunk Shy Sox fan. And Hot Take Tommy. On this episode, we discuss our Rockford, Illinois adventures, why the Sons of Honarchy name runs deep, Andrew Vaughn and the Sox draft strategy, and answer questions from the Sons of Honarchy mailbag. All presented by The Loop Sports and sponsored by Mark Walters Media. I didn't like our uh, our last segment, so it's no longer the One Take Podcast. I just we are not the One Take Podcast I deleted, like, without really asking Steve, I just deleted, like, 20, 30 Whoa. minutes of recording there. There's a little burp there for all our burp fans out there. Yes. All right. <laughs> Shout out to Mike Smirt on that. Oh, gosh. <laughs> He's the one who doesn't like him. I know. <laughs> There's a go. So, with that being said. Oh, perfect segue. Wow. Yeah. Good Speaking of, of Mike Smirt, so that that's a shout out to my my father yes. right there. Um, so with that being said, uh, this segment is why are we the sons of why Honarchy? are we the sons of Honarchy, Basically, um, so obviously this is this is a name that non White Sox fans do not understand Tom at all. 
No, period. not even a little End bit. End of discussion. Like, they look at our name, and I've actually had kids. I've been wearing my wristband at school, and I've had a couple kids come up to me, and they were like, Sons of Anarchy? Do you like that show? And I was like, Anarchy? Oh, I was yeah. like, Anarchy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, no, 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 no. This is my this is my podcast that I do with, mm-hmm. with my buddy from college. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that being said, um, White Sox fans who are deep into the game and deep into the organization love the name, obviously, and it's yeah. a huge play on words. Yeah. Um, but I think one thing that kind of gets – thrown under the rug and people kind of think as a joke is the name and yeah. obviously there's a a depth to it as well yeah a huge depth to it to it because we were back in back when we were deciding the name right we were sitting on our couches in our respective homes yep in different places we were shooting texts back and forth being like we got to do a podcast let's come up with a name blah 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 we're texting over the course of the evening uh, shooting names back and forth. None of them really sticking. None of them. I I can't even, I can't remember a single. I other would name. love to see those messages. I don't know if you have that kind of history. On I don't your know. Phone Maybe or in your computer. I mean, we text a lot. But it's mostly you yelling at me like, "We got to record, man." Yeah, <laughs> my bad. I'm, I'm the one that's always like, "Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this." And I'm like, "Yeah, it'll happen when it happens." <laughs> so with that being said, though, uh, a lot of texting back and forth yep. and like funny names that we were coming up with. And yeah. Stupid shit. But with that being said, I think it was like a combination of us both throwing back things back and forth. I think something I said something like Sons of Han or something, and you were like, Sons of Honarchy. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, it's gold. It's like, yeah. yes, let's go with that. Um, and it really became something that represented more than just a play on words. Obviously. It is. It more than a play on words and more than just, you know, a, a play on our current GM as well. Yeah. Um, even though obviously his name is, is a big, his last name is a part of it. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, I, we both obviously want to take this time, uh, to talk, we've talked about that a little bit, but we're also going to share a couple stories as well of, of why that means a lot to us. Yeah. So for me, um, the White Sox fandom runs deep. Like it's, it's a family tradition for me for sure. Uh, These colors don't run. (laughs) 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 But the the whole reason why I'm a White Sox fan starts with Grandpa Bud, Bud Bakken. Moving down from... Bud Bakken is just <laughs> such a greatest generation name, and I love it. <laughs> you know, it, uh, he's, he's a good... He was a good... Great, great guy. Um, so he moved down to, um, quote-unquote, Chicago area. He moved from Pelican Rapids, Minnesota, um, to zion illinois so shout out if you know zion illinois if you don't know zion illinois there's nothing there you don't have to know what it is northeastern border yeah it's literally like a stone's throw from kenosha wisconsin so it's it's uh it's barely illinois and uh anyway my my grandpa moves down it's the late 50s early 60s kind of time so the socks were good that was the time baby the go-go socks Yeah, go-go socks so uh, he becomes a White Sox fan because it's like he's in the new state. He's like, I want to, you know, support the squad, and uh, he's a White Sox fan because of it. And it fit the it fit the bill because he was a, a blue collar worker, a foreman at a factory. Um, so it really it made sense. Um, then he uh, hears little little rumblings uh, from his his newspaper that there's going to be a, a new MLB franchise opening up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which is mm, 20 minutes, 15, 20 uh, minutes. That's a little bit further. Oh, that's come a half on. Hour. You didn't know Bud Bach, and he drove fast. So <laughs> he <laughs> he, um, he decides uh, that he's going to be a fan of this new franchise because it's so close. He's going to go to all these games. Way he's closer gonna, to the South Side of Chicago. Oh, way closer. And the, you don't have to deal with parking, blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> and so he's so excited about it. He's so so excited. Then they announce. Then they announce the team name. The team name is going to be the Brewers, and he just loses it because he is this. Cons- he was this conservative, conservative. <laughs> <laughs> Christian man who said no to the devil's liquid and <laughs> sipping on that devil's liquid tonight, baby. Let's go out on the porch. So he said no, and he he refused to be vehemently refused to be a fan of a team that advocated for alcohol consumption in the Brewers, and so <laughs> he he just 
said not even the alcohol consumption. It's the making of yeah, the it's, alcohol. Yeah, exactly. Too. It's the, it's, it's not, it has nothing it's to do worst. with... the worst. It's the root. It's the root cause of all evil in the world. No, not even. But so he just says no to that. And, you know, my dad still had a lot of memories of going to a county stadium and going to Brewers games. And just because it was so close, so accessible, he went with his school a lot, I think. Um, but he was never a fan because Bud Bach and the head honcho said, no shot. Not a chance. We're White Sox fans because those guys are the devil <laughs> up north. <laughs> um, you know, and um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy he, he didn't make that choice because obviously I'm living in Chicago now and being a Sox fan is in my blood and it's just like it's deeply rooted in who I am. Um, to be a Sox fan. I, I, I have no choice but to be a Sox fan. It's part of my family. You're a son of Honarchy. I'm a son. Well, now I'm a son of Honarchy. Now a son of Honarchy. Because. But, I mean, the son part for sure. I'm definitely. Uh, that son part is 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 definitely a part of it. And, that, and I think that's why we have that son part that means so much to us because we're both in that boat where it's part of the family. It's part of the blood. It's part of the tradition. We don't have a choice. No, for sure. It's just who As we are. Somebody who was raised by two. White Sox family, like two White Sox sides of the family, yep. like over time. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like, I mean, there's definitely some development that happened with my dad. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, both my mom and my dad are, are White Sox fans, uh, huge, huge fans. Um, and that roots back to, I mean, the, the 70s for my mom. I mean, I, I've talked about this before with you and, and mm-hmm. it's mentioned on our on our first original podcast but you know my mom going to games with my uncle um they would you know they lived in brookfield illinois Mm -hmm. um so they would uh take a ride uh down 35th street and get to the ballpark and you know watch wilbur wood pitch that (laughs) that good old knuckleball (laughs) and uh watch uh bill melton and dick allen hit rooftop shot bombs moon shots moon shots indeed uh the og dingers right (laughs) uh that being said like i mean although those 70s white Sox teams were not super spectacular they were obviously they had some characters to watch for sure and I mean, Dick Allen is. I mean, a lot of people argue argue for Dick Allen being a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, so with that being said, like I mean, you, you had you had some talent, you had some some fun times to be at the ballpark. Um, I, it's really great talking about this now, and when the podcast, this podcast release yeah. releases, um, I will it'll be on Thursday, and I'll be getting prepped to go to a game with my mom. My mom and I are going Ooh, to the uh, for- the 40th anniversary disco demolition night. That yeah, uh, that is, T-shirt looks which amazing. Is something that uh, I'm looking forward to hearing from oh, yeah. uh, from uh, your blog in the future when you interview yeah. your dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's a teaser. Absolutely. My dad was on the, uh, uh, he was he was uh, definitely part of that experience for sure. And speaking of teasers too, and obviously because we're sons of Honarchy, there's m- my mom's side of the White Sox story, but my dad's side of the White Sox story. People are going to hear a little bit more of when. Um, they read my blog around Father's Day and just kind of the fandom that my father developed from middle school on for the mm-hmm. White Sox. I mm-hmm. thought it was kind of like a post thing for my White Sox or for my dad with his White Sox fandom. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, like my dad and his White Sox fandom apparently began when he was uh, a middle schooler and uh, their middle school band teacher brought him to a White Sox game and they, <laughs> they dropped one a, time at band camp I won't yeah and I won't I won't I won't uh, I won't spoil the story too much but apparently uh, they wanted to uh, drop a, a, a message to Chet Lemon out in the outfield and they got in trouble for it so with that being said like my white my dad's White Sox fandom apparently goes back to the late 70s early 80s too um so it's just it's definitely something that runs in the blood and that's why we are sons of honarchy and yeah I'm looking forward to our our Father's Day and post Father's Day blog releases yeah those are going to be a lot of fun to read through for our listeners too. Most definitely, I think that's going to be a lot of fun to uh, for us too because we're going to be able to sit down, grab a beer with our pops, respective popses. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for uh, you know, a little interview sesh, just a, a beer with a purpose, you know, in there that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I um, but then the honarchy part. So we're definitely clear on why we're the sons, right? 
Uh, and then the Hanarchy part for us, it's uh, that runs deep too because we were not old enough no. to really savor the 05 World Series. Ten years old. We were both ten years yep. old. And that's for our like, listeners when think the about 2005 yourself. World Series. I happened. want you right now, listener, to think about yourself at ten years old. I mean, were you really soaking up those sports moments as a 10-year-old? I mean... Any sports moment. I mean, I can still... I still have sports memories from when I was a kid. Like, I remember my... I remember very little pieces of my first Blackhawks game when they shut out the Kings. For some, I don't know. That's a really random game. memory. Like, like that's I just have, like, a very, like... <laughs> um, I remember the... I mean, I blogged about that Jose Valentin broken bat single mm-hmm. at my first White Sox game mm-hmm. when I was five. Like... I mean, there there are fragments there, you know, and but that's just the thing. They're like fragments. Like I I remember being at big parties that my family was, my dad's side of the family was throwing for every, like for the for the World Series games specifically. We were throwing parties for the games to watch them. Um, but that I mean, like I know I was at a party. I don't remember. I don't remember watching the game specifically though. You know, I was ten. I was you know I was a kid. And like I liked the game, but I'll, I'll actually I'll level with you guys. My grandparents had bought me my mom's side of the f- no 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 my dad's side of the family. They bought me Astros uniform. What? And I um, explain this when please. I was a kid when I was re- when I was like eight years old. They bought me an Astros uniform, and I kind of liked the logo in the uniform a lot. Damn. So. I I was split during this time and this is how crazy it was like I'm a White Sox fan through and through and through but yet I was so young that I didn't have a true fandom for the game and I had a jersey for this other team so it felt like I should be pulling for them. Holy shit. This is real. This is an honesty moment. This I did an not know this about moment. I did not even know about this about Hot Take Tommy in this moment. And so I'm sitting here like this is how little the 05 World Series really meant to me at the time. Is like I was like, oh, I have a jersey for these guys. Go Astros. And then I was like, wait, no, but my family really likes the White Sox. And I'm torn. And, like, what's happening? And then, obviously, when the White Sox won, I was like, yeah, White Sox, let's go. So, like, that, but that tells everything you need to know about that moment for me. Is like, we, wow. I was not old no enough wonder. to digest. No wonder the 05 World Series. Like, when I talk about the 05 World Series, I feel like when we both talk about it, yeah. there's a lot more passion. In, from, from from you, my side. absolutely, in my voice and just like kind of everything that I experienced in that. Yeah, and now I understand why. Like I remember the I remember the Blum home run. I do. I remember. You know, I I actually I can I'm gonna be I'm a level with you too. I don't remember the Jose the uh, Jose Abreu L O L the Paul Canerco, uh Grand Slam. I I don't. And I mean, I remember the blue seats, obviously. Um, I remember watching it on TV and it being there. And but like, I was not old enough to digest it. I just wasn't. Um, and like, I was ten years old. Yeah. And so, since '05, what have we had to watch, Steve? The '08 playoff push slash quote unquote run that got yeah. us one victory. And we'll talk about that in a second, too. Whoop-de-doo. So, uh, but the point being, like, we didn't have, we we collectively, Steve and I, do not have a winning franchise. Since high school? Shit. Since the first, since our freshman year of high school. So, like, we're not talking. Gar- and not just yeah. shit, garbage, just absolute Garbage. So we have had horrible teams to watch, and we're like big baseball fans, so it's been torture, torture being a White Sox fan for this whole time. And, and we're talking our whole, like, peak of fandom, everything. Mm. All of it's been bad. All of it. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, all of it's been bad. We don't know what a winning White Sox franchise feels like as a passionate fan. So this whole Sons of Honarchy thing, is, it's, it means a lot when we say we're Sons of Honarchy specifically because we're looking at this rebuild by Rick Hahn and we, we have so much faith, so much trust in him because we have to. Absolutely. We and have no choice but to trust this man because it, we have seen 
dog crap every single yeah, it's, season it's since we've been real fans. It's do or die time. Like it, I mean, it's it's going to be do or die time very soon for the White Sox. And Not that's up why or shut up. Exactly. Boys. Really. I mean, that's the best way to put it because, I mean, you've given away your best pieces over the last couple of years. Yep. And you've, you've really pushed for this future, this future success. And Hashtag is, next Sox. Hashtag rebuild or bust. Yeah, actually. And this is this is what we mean when we say we're the sons of Honarchy. We're the sons of White Sox fandom. It runs deep in our blood. And then we're the sons of Honarchy specifically because Han's the only era that we've really been able to grasp as true, passionate adult fans. True. Especially the adult fans part. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we've got childhood memories of... of we have. It feels like for me specifically, it's a dream of a dream. What White Sox winning baseball would feel like or look like, but that's it. That's all I got. I don't really know what it would feel like for my soul. I, I think I'd be a healthier human if the White Sox were winning baseball club. That's fair. Probably. <laughs> Let's pray for the best. <laughs> yeah, for guys, pray for my health. <laughs> White Sox, let's go. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, we just, we're dying. We're dying for a White Sox winning club. And I think all of you listeners are too, but we are just, like, especially because of our our histories of of who we are and why we are the sons of Hanarchy. Hanarchy, we are literally dying for a White Sox winning ball club. I'm not excited about Andrew Vaughn. Why not? I'm not excited about Andrew Vaughn because he's literally a DH. No, he's not. He's going to play first. No, he's not. And he could play third at this rate. Matt Skoll. Dun, dun, Skoll. Did I tell you about that? <laughs> the chant that you guys that, do that's in the thing. Charlottesville. In Charlotte. In Charlottesville. No, oh, Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte. My bad. Our minor league team is not in a town full of Confederate racists. Yep. Yep. Skirt. Yeah, right back into baseball no. talk. All, All right. right. <laughs> but Andrew Vaughn, I'm not excited about Andrew Vaughn. Tell me, tell me, wh- who should have the White Sox drafted? I'm not saying they should have drafted somebody else. Bladé? I'm just not excited. Should they have drafted Bladé? Should they have drafted the other prep kid? At this rate, they should have drafted uh, another arm. Why? Everybody was saying that the arms were bad in this draft, but they should have just drafted well, another arm. They're not why bad, why should no we have drafted like another arm? Look tonight like we're starting Despang. I <laughs> think that's how you say it. Despagni. Dis no, des- it's Despagnier. Despagnier. Despagnier is how you pronounce it. So Oh my god. What a so guy. Uh, we oh. are recording this on Tuesday. Yeah, we're so recording this on Tuesday. Is, uh, we it's unbeknownst to us until this moment where I'm pulling up the app 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 to see how he's doing. And uh Hey, he's through three with uh, only two runs, but he's also got two guys on. So, so we are losing two nothing. Is we're recording this right now, and he has two guys on. Yeah, so and it's and and we're in the third inning. Yeah, my so, so all that being said, that <laughs> so first and foremost, I I Even do like the Andrew Vaughn pick because he is the most developed, most well-rounded hitter in this draft. It's insane. Yeah. The amount of talent that he has at the plate is wild. And did you yeah. see, like, previous, uh, what do they call them, Golden Spikes? Is that it? Mm-hmm. The Golden Spikes winners? Yeah, Golden Spike winner, winners. Uh, did you see previous Golden Spikes winners? No, I didn't look at that. Okay. Literally, the only thing I know about Andrew Vaughn is that he's got an elite hit tool and that everybody thinks he's going to be a big league hitter tomorrow. I that's mean, the I don't think only he's thing be a I know, big and that's tomorrow. pretty much the only thing I know but about the draft besides Adley Rushman went one. I think I think the big thing with the White Sox drafting Vaughn is this, uh, especially in the first round, is they've drafted big time college hitters already, and they're hoping that they're going to splash on one of them, Jake Berger, Gavin Sheets. It, it, they're thinking they're they're finally going to hit the jackpot yeah. here with Andrew Vaughn. Okay. Now, if you look in the later rounds of what they did, and obviously I would have to pull up the names of the guys. That's fine. But they're all toolsy prep players, okay? Blech. There's two ways in which you can go. 
with this, right? You can go high school prep players, right? Yeah. Guys straight out of high school that yeah. have the tools to possibly be amazing major league baseball players. Yes. Or you can draft developed college hitters or developed college players, right? Andrew Vaughn is obviously a developed college player, and that's the route that the White Sox have taken in most of their drafts. However, I'm if cool you look in that. the later rounds of this draft, the White yeah. Sox took a lot of toolsy prep players, especially with this uh, this uh, pitcher that they took in the second round. 44th overall so but i don't i honestly don't care about that at all what what do you care about then andrew vaughn okay so andrew vaughn what do you you think he's gonna be a a dud i think he's going to be a dh at his best like he does not have the opportunity to be an impact first baseman you listen no 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 why not why does he not have an impact uh, the ability to be an impact first baseman jose abreu is not a great defensive first baseman but he's also frank thomas was not a great defensive frank thomas was not a great defensive first baseman paul canerco was a terrible defensive first baseman you have so many paul canerco you have so many terrible defensive first basemen if a guy can hit, you're going to find a spot for him in a major league lineup. Right, as the Chicago Cubs. I don't want to talk to those guys. Oh, don't be a fanboy. <laughs> but exactly, right? If no, you can right, hit the right. ball, they're going to find a place no, for you. Rizzo's a good first baseman, though. But at the same time, that's a, you've that's got a bad guys. Argument. But no, 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 no. Think about this. Think about guys like Ben Zobris. Think about Chris Bryant. Think about all the different guys that they have in their system that could play so or that they put in so many different positions. Yeah. If you hit, you're gonna find a spot for them in the lineup, and that's the big thing with Andrew Vaughn. I feel like that's whether a bad it's argument, first baseman, though, whether it's DH, I, whether it's third base, he's gonna learn to play something if he can hit the ball. Offensive production is valued so much more than defensive WAR or anything like that, like run saving. That's why we don't play. Oh yeah, shout out to that uh, motorcycle. We got more alley. motorcyclists in the alley. Here. <laughs> What's up with the, us when we record in motorcycles in the alley? That's it's right. Just always happens. Um, nah, but okay. What I was saying is defensive war um, doesn't really matter because well, shifts. Can. Well, it can. Shifts. Defensive war can matter. We'll literally just shift Andrew Vaughn into the uh, corner of the outfield. And just play eight-man defense. All that being said, do you think the White Sox <laughs> made the wrong choice with Andrew Vaughn? No. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. I just I want to be picky about it. Don't draft on need. You draft – that's the problem is I don't want to see the White Sox drafting on need. They're not at that point right now. I want to – like They want to draft to that's build 100% up That's 100% where I'm feeling, though. They're that's already talking about Andrew Vaughn being like a number 60 MLB pipeline projected what? prospect no. by the start of next year. You're kidding me. No. That's what kind of talent he brings to the plate. Literally. Literally. The plate. 60 to 70. Oh, wow. Top 60 to 70. I like that. So, it's he's no joke. Oh, point. and another example of defensive war not mattering. We're fine without Adam Angle. We're fine. Well, yes, Tom, but what you're missing the whole point. I'm not. You're missing the point of me saying that if you can hit, yes. you are going to find a spot in a major league lineup. Adam Engel cannot hit, so he does <laughs> not find a spot in a major league lineup. But I'm, Nicky I, Delmonico yes. cannot hit. He also he can't just play got designated, or pardon me, released, released today. Released unceremoniously. So. Yeah. I'm okay with it. You talked me off my edge. I was on the edge. So I like the Andrew Vaughn pick, but I also like in the later rounds that they're starting to draft toolsy prep players because ultimately I think now the White Sox do have the tools to start thinking two years from now. I want us to start thinking two years from now. Yeah, but you're going to have to like arm wrestle every Sox fan to say two years from now instead of next year. Everybody's thinking next year. Well, I mean, we're being optimistic. I think a lot of people have optimism and a lot of people have or some of those people have blind optimism. Um, to say the White Sox can't make a playoff push next year is, is n- I mean, I don't think that's out of the picture, but we're going to talk about that later. I Tom, uh, one thing Ooh, that I is, went this out. This is really good. I know, it is a really good beer. So tell us what it is. Okay, so Bodum Half Acre IPA. Yes, Bodum is the name of the IPA. Yeah. They just recently wow. brewed. Um 
Half Acre Brewery. Yeah, Northwest Side, Chicago. Really good. Lincoln Square yep. neighborhood. I guess technically Lincoln North Square Center, North Center, yeah. But Lincoln Square like is the feel it gives anyway. Oh, for sure. A uh, great Ooh. brewery. Uh Life Hack, Tom. I don't Talk know. Have you you've done this before, right? The Saturday brewery tour. Yeah, there? the brewery tour. $10. I have not done it, but I know it's amazing. We're doing it. We're going to do it. All right. $10 next Saturday you're off. No. Whenever it is. Oh, next Saturday that I am off. Yes, next Saturday <laughs> like, that you're off. I am off. not off next Saturday. We are going to do the $10 brewery tour where you get eight. You have to be one of the first 50 people in line. But Easy. you show up. <laughs> the key is show up with like a little bit of breakfast. 8 a.m. So you eat Hit in up. line. Trey K, shoot down. That works too. I mean, let's do it. So you show up with breakfast. You yep. wait in line for even, usually if you show up at 9.15, you're fine. Mm-hmm. So you wait in line 45 minutes to get your ticket. You walk in, $10, they give you a pint glass to start, and then you get a minimum three pints of beer to drink throughout the whole tour. Ten bucks is all you spend? Ten bucks is all you spend. Oh I know, right? God. And you get a pint glass. It's dangerous. Whoa. You're drunk before noon. It's wonderful. <laughs> um, all that being said, Tom, um, we this segment right here yeah. uh, is something that I threw out and I thought would be fun. It's something that... We've talked about doing for a little while, and we're finally doing it. And I'm sure that some of our listeners will love that little belch that you just gave <laughs> right into the microphone. So we did a little fan mail, a little hashtag yes. SOH mail bag is yes. what we called that. SOH mail bag, Sons of Honarchy mail bag. So yeah. we had a few responses, and we're going to attack those questions right now. What was the Joel Brand question again? So, oh, those of you who remember the, the ever so funny Twins fan that we had on Joel Brand. It's true. Um, we had a lot of listeners last episode. Yeah. So. Oh, that was a it was a lot of fun recording yeah. that. I'm glad people tuned in. Yeah. Um. But Joel Brand asked us a question. I didn't. I'm Steve. I didn't write any of these questions down. No, that's you're, okay. You're gonna have to hit me. So with Joel asked us. <laughs> so he first asked this this asked us this question. When the White Sox were only a game and a half back right. from the last wild card spot, uh, currently to, for we're the game. we're li- we're watching this Despania game. We're only down three zero as we speak and on Tuesday. We are three games back on Tuesday right now. But yeah, as and we a, speak, three games back out of that wild card spot. About to go into a bunch of games where we're playing a bunch of pretty good teams. Yeah, um, the Yanks are coming to town this I mean, weekend. The Boston is the worst team that we play of all of these teams that we play, which is so funny. Going into July, yeah. Um, so with that being said, Joel's question was, is there a sense of playoff urgency amongst White Sox fans? Urgency is not the right word. Optimism is out there. I think a lot of people... Well, as For soon this as, season, specifically. Well, let's talk about it this way. That 6-1 homestand, everybody and that's was, when he asked. Yes. Exactly. Did everybody get on their high horse a little too quick? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for Immediately. sure. Immediately. And this is what we were talking about before. It's like, hey, listen up. We're still in this rebuild. Yep. Stop freaking out. Like, we're going to have these. This, you're th- going to have hot streaks. You're going to have a hot streak because you've got young talent, and they're going to get hot. They're going to be like, yeah, I, I figured out this this swing, and we, they made this adjustment, and then all of a sudden they're 6-1. and one, And the the thing is, though, they're not there yet. Right. Or you're just so not, we're going to have those moments. Where we walk up, yeah, true, and we're gonna have those moments where we walk down to the national stadium and get our asses handed to us, you know. It's just gonna happen, you yeah. know. We're gonna have six and one, and then zero and three. We're gonna have, you know, uh, five and two, and then five or zero oh and five. You know, <laughs> like it's yeah. gonna just it's I gonna be this way. It's gonna it, what I feel like it's mm-hmm. happening is it, it's it's sputtering. Now we're gonna sputter until next season, where we kind of like take off and slowly accelerate you know i'm thinking like and my analogy here is like a car you know it's like and then the, it catches that gear and then starts going love your sound effects it's the beer talking it's the devil's liquid talking right devil's liquid with that being said i love that you bring up the washington series because i think that was a big growing pains yep situation for our team um Especially watching Reynaldo Lopez cough up that five nothing lead so the first game, yeah. and then watching, depending too much on somebody like Alex Colome to yeah. come out strong game two yeah. and, and hold a four four lead for yep. you or a four four tie for you after coming back or, <laughs> or holding a lead, and 
You just you that can't. was the day we found out that Alex Colomay was a mortal man. Yes, absolutely. Indeed. I, I was that tweet, not convinced that he wasn't a demigod at, before that point. No, no, for sure. But now I mean, he's now he's a mortal man. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> with that being said, I, I uh, that's another discussion for another day. But I really hope he doesn't become trade bait. No, I ah, come on. I want him to stay. You've got him under contract. You yeah. already gave up Omar Narvaez for him. Like. Yeah, and we we really like we need a good bullpen guy to be a good bullpen guy for a while and like be a White Sox. Like he is a White Sox closer. Let him stay that way. And that'll just be like our guy, you know? Right. Come on. Don't don't talk that way. Don't talk that way. Absolutely. So with pitching, as we're talking about pitching right now, yep. let's flip from bullpen to starters. This comes from our next question from at my shy socks, uh, yes. a big listener of podcast, big supporter, last big guy on episodes. Twitter too. Everybody yes. likes him. He always does a, a daily update too mm-hmm. of, of how the team does, which I really appreciate. Um, as well as my shy socks is a huge supporter of our podcast. He's always. Plugging our podcast out there, yeah. talking about what we've done, especially the last couple episodes. Oh, which yeah. I really appreciate we it. We heck so appreciate big it. Big shout out to him. Um, he Follow asks, him now if you don't already. Yes, true. At my shy socks. Very easy. Easier Too than easy. our handles, for sure. Oh, mine's impossible. Uh, it's just got to remember that W. Hot. Yeah. Hot. Take, Hot. Tommy. Take Tommy. Hot. Hot. Take Tommy. <laughs> uh, with that being said, he asked us to project. Our 2020 rotation. Yeah, I loved um, this question as soon as I saw it because it's like it's something that's morphed very quickly over the course of fr- talking from the start of this season to where we are now. It's like vastly, vastly changed. Um, obviously, at the start of this season, we were talking Rodon being a big part of that. He's literally not allowed to be part of the starting rotation in 2020 at the start of 2020 because he'll be injured. He'll still be recovering and he won't be allowed to pitch. So he's out. Obviously, we were talking real high about Reynaldo Lopez. Um, Currently, he's almost pitching himself out of that conversation. Um, His last start against the Royals was kind of different, but, you know, it's the Royals. So... um, Okay, that that's those two guys. Then, wow, Giolito was literally so far off the radar. We talked about him not even being allowed to be on the fifth starter. Honestly, that was one of our over-undertakes yeah. at the beginning of the year. Is he going to be uh, part of the 2020 rotation? Yeah. And we said probably. We I said five, and you, you said, said five, nine. and I said he would be off. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, one of our good friends, uh, a good friend of the podcast, uh, Ryan Ferrucci. Yep. At Ryan GF10. Um, <laughs> he uh, he and I were talking about this the other day. Nobody could have predicted this from Giolito. No. No. I mean, like, maybe the guys, shout out to the guy in the alley playing nice. Oh, wait. A rise against. Yeah. A little rise against in the alley here. Great song, actually. And indeed. <laughs> Give it um, all by Rise Against. So, uh, yeah, but, like, literally, maybe guys who had, remember, like, he was obviously a huge prospect for the Nats, so maybe those scouts that were saying he was great back then could have said, like, oh, he'll come back. But, like, honestly, nobody saw this coming. He made a couple adjustments, and now he's, like, the best pitcher in the AL. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Right. Seriously. And Arguably all-star starter. I mean, a lot I of mean, people are saying starter for the all-star game right now. At this moment, he, like, let's put it this way. He was the pitcher of the month in the AL for uh, the month of May. Like, he was the best pitcher in the month of May. Right. What? What? Mm-hmm. Giolito? Lucas Giolito? Weird. <laughs> yeah. So, th- <laughs> that being said, all those, like, names being said, like, there's been a lot of change to the way that we are projecting our 2020 starting rotation. So it becomes a really interesting topic. Thank you, my shy socks. Again, um, for me, whew, um, how does the rotation go, Tom? Well, I'm not allowed to say Rodon, but I think he will be a part of the rotation come mid-season next year because he's going to come back and I think he's going to be successful. Wow! So that's a hot take. Whatever, I think it's true. So what? I mean, to start the year, take Rodon out of it for a minute. Yeah, I have to because he's yeah. not going to be there to start for the sure. Year. How's it going to start? So. For I'm going to go in no particular order first, and then maybe I'll, I'll be able to order them out later. So Kopech mm-hmm. is going to be there. Cease is going to be there. Uh, Giolito is going to be there because he's talked himself into that conversation. That means that Reynaldo Lopez has to be there as well. We're going to hopefully this that, uh, 
KC start, this past start the, the, that he had, is going to be signs of better success. So he's going to be there. That makes four guys. Uh, I need a fifth. Oh, God. Despagne. <laughs> no. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here right now. But uh, honestly, I'm, I'm saying that this there's going to be a placeholder there. So, mm-hmm. like, insert Despagne. Insert Manny well, I mean, you're going to go insert that low for a placeholder? Yeah. So one thing that I've I, been trying to look that I'm sure you Carson saw Fulmer. me I'm sure you saw me looking down at my phone for the last minute or so mm-hmm. I've been looking for the tweet my shy Sox actually um, made a prediction that the White Sox would make I know at least one free agent move that the White Sox would make at least one move in free agency yeah. to kind of make sure that the rotation is solidified do you think that's out of the picture for 2020 <sighs> Think about what's coming out in free agency. We talked about this in, in our pre-episodes, yeah. too. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are available. I just, it's hard to trust to hope there because of what happened this offseason. You know, we thought there was going to be a splash. Yeah. We got Yonder Alonzo and John Jay. And Manny Man. But, so, uh, that that being said, 2020 season is definitely a different thing in um, our front office's mind than 2019 season was for obvious reasons for obvious reasons i mean the team's better the i mean team is better proven the team is if better. the front office wanted to prove that the team is getting better or needed the proof that the team is getting better they've gotten it yeah and, and as long as they're consistent as long as our team is consistent throughout the rest of the year that it's it's con- it it's showing right yeah it absolutely is and i just think that uh, yeah uh, th- what I was trying to get at is like, I w- would love to say that that five spot or the fifth person that I want to mention will be a free agent sizing, signing, but it's hard to it's hard to trust that you know. You think the five is going to be a free well, agent th- signing? What I, what, no, I didn't see. That's it, what it I mean. has nothing to do with rotation. It, yeah, I'm the, not like talking about. I haven't ordered five. them okay. one through five yet, but yeah, the 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 fifth person that i have yet to mention i'm it's hard for me to trust that it's going to be a free agent signing okay you know maybe jimmy lambert gets called up and like insert jimmy lambert insert um uh i i can't think of a single other starter in the i mean bernando systems. flores sure you've got not? jordan stevens sure, still why not so i you mean know, yeah but this sure. is this is my you point like you can any of those guys maybe gets to be the number five starter I for think, a minute yeah. before rodan comes back and we can see what for he's sure. got to prove and I think, like, I am totally in the boat where Carlos Rodon comes back and it plays and pitches really well. I'm not in the boat at all. I think we've seen. Think the, about how I'm he was, almost. Think about how he was pitching before. I mean, he was he, pitching okay. It wasn't spectacular. There was. But in addition, the, to the that, sample size is so small. It is. It is but small. The there was a few games it where he small, went out and looked like an ace. I mean, there he, are uh, ace is debatable. He went out and looked ace like an, is debatable. Maybe he shut game down the Yankees that he should have shut maybe down. Maybe against the Yankees, and that was a very injured ball club. So I mean, I'm looking at this the, Tom. That very injured ball club is at the top of the AL West. At correct, AL East. but they're starting to get healthy Talking about again. that. They're no, starting they're not. Yes, they are. Didi Gregorius is gone still. He's Gleyber coming Torres back. Still gone. Judge this is still week. gone. Um, in addition, I'm to just that, saying, like there, this is a team that you're saying is bad, but was, cl- but has been clobbering a lot of teams. And what I'm, what my point but is, but what I'm saying is, I mean, that's a, I mean, I mean, he's showed flashes of still. being an excellent, excellent pitcher. And, flashes, and that's but flashes, flashes, right? Yes, but he was injured this whole time, and we didn't. Tommy, know it. I would expect him to show flashes. He was a 2013 draft pick. Okay. Yes. So, with that being said, Tom, I I I'm worried that we've we've kind of seen the end of Carlos Rodon. I mean, I I hate to kind of put that thought in your head because I know you're a big Carlos Rodon I fan. Love Carlos Rodon. Uh, sliders, baby sliders. So, with that being said, I I'm not really sure about Carlos Rodon's future in a White Sox uniform. So, if I were to predict the White Sox 2020 starting rotation to start right now, to start the season, to start right? the season, yeah. right? I'm looking at. Uh, Giolito yep. is going to be your opening day pitcher if he keeps up Ooh. what he's doing. If he All keeps right. up what no, he's doing, no, you're right, I don't though. know you're why right, that's. Though. I don't know why that would be a surprise. Right? No, if he keeps up what he's doing, right? So it'd be Giolito, uh, Kopech, Kopech, 
so Giolito, Kopech. Hope and Cope. Uh, absolutely. In Cope, we trust, mm. right? Cope, Hope. Cope, Hope. Anyway, um, Giolito, Kopech. Lopez, Cease. Yep. And I, you got to throw a free agent signing in there because I, the fact that we're talking about G or Kopech uh, coming off of injury or a Lopez off of a really rough season, possibly. We didn't mention Dunning at all. I mean, he's he's out. He's, I know, I mean, he's, but he's I w- not going to be. He's not going to be ready. Not the highest yeah, you're seen right. No, you're right. You're the not by the start is double A pitching. Yeah, the highest he's seen is double A pitching. Yeah. So and he's he not going to be up. Is not going to be done with his uh, recovery until after the end of spring training next year, I think. Right. Yeah. So you're not going to see him. No, you're right. Past triple A at least until like August. He's got some great goggles though. He does. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd city baby. <laughs> um, with that being said, I I think it's going to take a free agent signing. I know. I think w- from a tweet that I saw from my shy socks, I think he said two free agent signings. I think it's going to be one. I think it's going to be one. It'll be one. If it is and like he's it. saying, it would be one big free agent signing I'm and not, one small free agent I'm signing. I'm not trying to get my hopes up, but Garrett Cole would look so good in a White Sox uh, uniform. Uh, yes. So, with that being said, we should probably transition into our next question. Yeah, we got another one. All right. So, our final couple questions actually come from Mike and Rockford. A two-parter. Two-part question. So, Mike asks two questions. One. What was your most memorable White Sox game for oh, both yeah. you and Tommy? Yeah. Secondly, and most importantly, what is the worst alcoholic drink you've ever had? My vote is for Jepson's Malort. So Malort is blasphemy. We are not going to have that blasphemy on, on our this podcast, earth. right? So shame so. on you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with that being said, let's Jepson's answer the Malort, first question please sponsor first. us. Most memorable White Sox <laughs> game. I this is a really hard choice for me, but you go first, Tom. For me, it's pretty easy. Uh, last year, I saw a Tim Anderson walk off, and okay. it was lit. Would that top the Yonder Alonso walk off that we watched <laughs> this year? <laughs> if Yonder Alonso, we were was down one. <laughs> yeah, but if Yonder Alonso was on a tear, uh, and he looked like he was gonna be like a White Sox leader for, we a were down years, one. I'm and he knocked home two. On. <laughs> and he was my pick to click, was he mm-hmm. not? So oh no 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 not that. That game. was yeah not no no you're right. Game. He went for for for. But I'm telling you, whenever I'm at the game, Yonder Alonso does well. I I don't know what it it's is. True, you are the Yonder Alonso luck charm. <laughs> I got I got to give him a shout out too, and that's that's all it takes for him is a shout out from Hot Take Tommy and me being in the ball club in the ball. <laughs> In, in the, the ball club. <laughs> I just walk into the locker room. No, The I, beers are <laughs> kicking in, folks. <laughs> but uh, that being said, like if Yonder Alonso was like kicking butt, taking names this season, then, um, yeah, that probably would be the best game I've ever been to. But he's really not. So that Tim Anderson walk-off is just like just right here in my memory. Like yeah, We were sitting pretty close because there was nobody there. Um, I was filming the whole thing. And I, um, oh, man. It was just, it was gorgeous. It was like um, a single that turned into a double because nobody was fielding it. And uh, I want to say it was Yolmer came around to score. Oh, man. I can, like, all see it in my mind's eyes still. This swing and uh, the after uh, after game interview that he did, I was, like, watching the whole thing, screaming my head off, like, hey, Tim Anderson, I love you. And, like, <laughs> you know, um, it was oh uh, it was hella cool. And like from there, like I was so sold on Tim. An- I've been sold on Tim Anderson for a long time. Like even yeah. when he sucked, I was sold on him. I was like, <laughs> he's gonna be the best. And um, you know, it, like he's proven a lot of people wrong this season. With and me right <laughs> with, with his the bat, this season. For sure. With the bat. Oh, come on, he's made some spectacular. Suspect, man. We can talk about that another time. We can, but uh, I'm going to talk about it anyway. He's making spectacular plays, but a lot of errors as well. Spectacular. (laughs) So um, that's definitely my favorite game of all times. Okay. Uh, So we'll get to the second part next. But you, with your favorite game, hit me with it. Oh God, Uh, there's too many to choose from. so I know where the Suns are monarchy, but <laughs> so many games that I grew up going to before the the Rick Hahn era, yeah, like are in my favorites. Um, yeah, I would say 
there's a oh well hold on my favorite game that you've been to is the one that I'm about to mention right now please so it it is the Pierzynski Barrett punch out (laughs) brawl game so jealous that Um, you went to that game so jealous that you went to that game yes that was the first White Sox run to cross the plate that game and yes AJ got punched in the face but literally Tadahito Iguchi like came up and I think it was may have been I don't know if it was that inning or the next inning, but he had a grand slam, and the White Sox won that game five Fantastic. nothing or six nothing. Fantastic. If I remember, I mean they just absolutely creamed the Cubs. Um, I mean if you look back at that game too and like how bad that Cubs lineup was, it was horrendous. This is before Alfonso Soriano. They were starting. This is before Barrett. Milton Bradley. Like this is before like the White or the Cubs even thought about even like splashing free agency. Yeah. So like the guy who made that throw to Michael Barrett was Matt Merton. Matt Merton. So Who? all the Cubs fans that may be <laughs> listening to this podcast, like the two Cubs fans that are listening to this podcast right now, are hearing the name Matt Merton and are just cringing right now. So bad <laughs> because 06 was just a terrible time for that team. I also, when you weren't listening to me while you were talking, I called him R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett. Michael Barrett is his name, but he's yeah, so RJ unmemorable. Is the uh, the basketball player that's going to yeah. get drafted third overall. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like that's the point. They were so bad. Oh yeah, Michael Barrett. Anyway, um, anyway. So that that's obviously so tip top. It's funny too because my top list. I'm, I'm picking three, which is bad of me, <laughs> but I'm picking three. So that and it's funny because they go 06, 07, 08. That's 06. Hey, if you're picking 07, three, I'm going to put a th- second one in there. I saw Tyler Sino, Saladino walk off oh from the upper God. deck one time. It was hilarious. Did he have the stash yet? No. <laughs> he did have the stash at the good, time. Good. <laughs> it's all about the stash. Anyway, that's, that's uh, so which, silly. Which, by the way, shout out to the 108 guys. My Sock Summer apparently is doing My Stash Summer now, Ooh. which is going to be a, an interesting look for him. Yes. Um, so Definitely an interesting That's look. the 06 memory. 07 memory is going to be the Jim Tomei. 500th home run yeah. walk off super lucky it was a walk off there. too yeah you um, were, i can't believe this is the luck that you had you would be at the 500th home run game it's just incredible you would be at the uh aj Pazinski getting punched in the face game well it helps when your father had part season white Sox tickets you would be there though right so oh six that game oh seven the tome walk off <laughs> um and oh eight because of the perks of being part season ticket holders yep. i was able to see the one white Sox postseason victory at home since 2005 the most recent white Sox postseason victory i saw i hate you um <laughs> i think gavin floyd was on the mound um again we were young people we were young so, uh with that being said um Game, those are your three. three. That was game three of the ALDS. They were down to nothing on the brink of elimination. Yeah, um, and they won one single game, and I got to see it. With Notice, my parents. Uh, no Chris Sales in our in our top picks. Yeah, uh, no. Um, I mean that's the problem Adam because they Eaton's, were they no. were literally <laughs> in the definition of baseball purgatory at that time. Yep. So that's what I always describe it as: baseball purgatory. Okay, part two of that question. Part two of that question: worst alcohol drink I you've ever had. So Tom, I have one in very recent memory. <laughs> Ugh, that beer at Prairie Street Brewery and I had this, oh God, past, so weekend, this past weekend. This past Saturday, the worst alcoholic drink you've ever oh had. Oh my God! I swear, the worst alcoholic drink I've ever describe had. Describe it, please. It was and a uh, English. <laughs> okay, so cask it was an English ale. cask ale was the name of it, and I was like, "Ooh, that sounds interesting." And, and I, did Steve I, from the peanut gallery, was like, "That's gonna taste like." Dog shit, don't get it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I Steve. warned him. Okay. I, did I not warn you? But you, as soon as you say something, I want to do the opposite of it. Absolutely. Like, as soon as you say because it, because that like, is I'm your personality it. on this podcast. <laughs> so, you're, of course, you're going to do so the you exact said, opposite. You said, don't do it. And I was like, yeah, I'm getting three. No, I but I was going to get one, obviously. And, um, oh, God, it was so essentially a cascale, I guess, is just uncarbonated beer, basically. Sounds as bad as it it as it is. Wait, it is as bad as it sounds. The yep. beer that I'm currently drinking is also kicking in. <laughs> so this cask ale is literally like beer flavored water, but like not good beer flavored water. Ugh. Yeah, no. I I, I told Ugh. you. I warned you. My only time I tried <laughs> cask ale, and it was on accident. I really didn't realize what I was getting myself into. Is I was really drunk with Justice, yep. yep. One another good buddy of ours who listens to the podcast every now and then. 
Um, we were really drunk in Brooklyn. Somebody bought me a beer. <laughs> they asked me what I wanted. I said that I, because I wanted to try something different. Right. Oh, and that boy, was why I tried. I, to try it sounded it interesting. It and different. My God. Yeah, I had to choke that thing down because I felt bad because somebody else bought it for me. Yeah, so you so, had to finish it. Me, um, I was like just committed. I was like, okay, what I'll do is I'll drink another beer in between, and then I'll trick myself. I won't even let my brain know that I'm picking up that beer, and I would try and drink it, and it would still almost make me like gag. I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't swallow. It. Absolutely, <laughs> it was horrible. And because you bring up cask ale, I'm yeah. gonna kind of take it in a different direction because that was definitely up there, especially since yeah. I had been drinking that night. And it probably didn't help the the puke that came up later in, in uh, <laughs> the Airbnb person's bed bathroom that we were oh, sharing. So bad. And I locked myself in that bathroom too, but that's a whole nother story, <laughs> story for, for later. Story for another day. Story exactly. For day. I literally locked myself in this Airbnb bathroom, and oh god. Um, with that being said, worst alcoholic beverage I've ever had. I only had a sip of. Yeah. A sip, and I, I think I had a sip of it. I may have just had a whiff of it. <laughs> and initially, I went to the bathroom. So, my buddy and who another here we go another listener of the podcast or some semi listener of the podcast are one and only listener from the Republic of Moldova. Oh, Jameson yes, Kozlo. Jameson Kozlo. It was his You're and future roommate, roommate. Uh, future roommate for me. Uh, we're currently recording actually at this apartment. Um, <laughs> so, Jameson and I for well a bunch of us. For his 21st birthday, we did an Albany Park bar crawl. Albany Park is a neighborhood in Chicago. We love Albany Park. Uh, that's the neighborhood that we went to college in at North Park University. I grew up um, there, technically speaking. There you go. Uh, with that being said, we went out for Jameson's 21st and hopped around bars around Albany Park. And actually, that's how we found one of our recording bars. Temple Stowe. Temple Stowe Pub. Um, love that place. With that being said, we got back to actually another buddy of ours. Cam. Yep. We went to Cam, Cam and at that point, Sam, aka Fact Check, aka Fact Check, was living at that apartment at that time, and that was the last stop on our Albany Albany Park bar crawl. And Cam decided to dress up. I don't know how to describe it other than fruity. Uh, that <laughs> evening, um, he dressed up in like literally oh like a uh, like a uh, uh, the closest thing you could get to like a. Uh, Richard Simmons outfit <laughs> and he also made these cocktails called Tutti Frutti uh, which <laughs> consisted of vodka flavored vodka Burnett's which is also flavored vodka <laughs> it was like peach Burnett's uh, it was it was so bad you know and then Cam was sitting there saying it. like this is the best drink this ever this motherfucker <laughs> topped it with cotton candy Oh, my God. And he served me up a glass of it. <laughs> and I don't know if I took a, s- a little taste of it or just a whiff of it. Well, you were drunk at this point. And I was drunk. Don't get me get, get, don't get that mistaken. I was definitely drunk, and I stumbled in the or I was pretty drunk when I walked in the apartment. But I take a whiff of this thing oh or man. a minor sip of this thing oh man. and immediately race to the ba- bathroom. Immediately. <laughs> I'm barfing on the toilet, just kissing the porcelain god. Just uncontrollably. Oh, man. And our other buddy whose wedding I'm going to go to in July, Kinsey Owis, had to basically walk me back home because it oh would have been a mess. I would have probably fallen asleep on the bathroom floor for six hours if he had not. So, oh my God! With that being said, that's the worst <laughs> alcoholic drink uh, beverage I've ever had. Shout out to Cameron um, Hewitt. Cam, if you can concoct a recipe for us so we can post that on Twitter at some point. Yes, please. Uh, just so we can tell everybody what was in that. Uh, I would be thoroughly grateful. Oh, please. So people can justify, <laughs> or I can justify to people but you why I did that. Threw random crap together. Oh, and God, just put I cotton just, candy on top of it. I don't even, I don't know <laughs> if I took a sip of it. The fact that I just took a whiff of it, You're I like, think, or nope. even a minor sip and threw up <laughs> is enough. Oh, man. That's so so that by far tops worst alcoholic drink. All right, that that concludes this mailbag segment. Indeed, that was a lot of fun. I want to get fun. some more from you guys. We out seriously, in the though, listeners, listeners, please, 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 shoot us questions every now and then because we we would love to do this every now yeah. and then, even every couple episodes. Yeah, we're down. You don't even have to wait for us to ask you for questions. Just shoot us a question. True. Hashtag at soh mailbag or just shoot us a message or just say. text us or whatever. That works too. We got a couple texts. Yeah, too, so. we listen to stuff.